0: listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Now, Ferraro sends it off the right boards. Ferraro just takes it for the team. Here's LeBanc shooting it. He scores! Kevin LeBanc gets the pass from Weatherby and gets it by Ranta. And LeBanc coming back from suspension, ties the game at one with 3.54 gone by in the third. The 2021-2022 season was a frustrating and short season for Kevin LeBanc, who only played in 21 games, scoring three goals and three assists before an injury to his shoulder that required surgery put him on the long road to recovery and ultimately saw him shut down for the season. I sat down with LeBanc on the 23rd of June at Sharks Ice in San Jose to see how the offseason was treating him, how he felt overall, and I found a motivated and in-shape LeBanc looking ready to go for the upcoming season. All right, we have Kevin LeBanc joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. What's going on, man? I, uh, you know, I, I was so excited after the nice start you had to the season, then you have to deal with injuries. Like, that must have been driving you nuts last year, man. Like, as I'm sure you thought you would be back, and then you just weren't.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough. I mean, you know, it's a pretty physical game. You get injured uh, on the fly quickly, but this was my first major injury, so I've never had to deal with anything like this, and, you know, uh, I had to go through the process, and, you know, like, guys like Tommy and other players you know who have been through it you know they're kind of guiding me like hey you're gonna have to do rehab and all that stuff and you're gonna you know it really uh it's actually your days are a lot longer than when you're playing you mm-hmm. know you gotta right after training or working out you gotta go right to pt and then you know stretch rehab and then uh come back home
0: do it all over again yeah you know? so so i mean like i know that it it probably felt f- at first like it was just not impossible but I'm sure like the end goal of feeling normal again probably seemed like a pretty long way off was that I mean what was your emotion at that point were you frustrated or were you motivated or was it just kind of like where do we go well
1: yeah you know I think that uh you know my mindset was just to get back and uh, help the team as quick as I can and you know I you know I I couldn't do any uh weightlifting or anything like that but you know i would go ride the bike and i feel like you know the amount of hours that i put on that bike i could have been on the tour de france (laughs) i felt really good and uh you know you just keep doing the things that you can control um and uh yeah i think with my shoulder it was just getting range mobility and strength and that was the hardest part um and it wasn't an easy surgery i mean uh there was you know complications to it Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it's kind of like it was 20 games in I thought I was gonna be back but you know the doc he just kind of shut me off and said hey like this thing can come out any second you got to make sure that you could you do everything you can to
0: rest heal and you know uh not mess it up so yeah yeah we're we're recording this on the 23rd of June. Does it feel 100 percent now? Does it feel back to normal? Is there are you still getting a little bit of the strength back? Kevin does not look weak. By everyone <laughs> should know this. He looks very strong and in shape. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah it feels great. I mean, uh, I yeah, I've been you know on the mend for the past uh, six seven months now. So it's it feels really good. I feel strong, and yeah, I you know I can't wait for the. Seasons to start all over again. <laughs>
0: I bet. I think this is easily the longest you've been away from the game in your life, I'm guessing, right? Because you've never, like I said, I was trying to think, I was like, have there been any injuries for this guy? I was like, not that I remember. Like maybe little, you know, bruises, little s- soft tissue stuff, but not like this.
1: Yeah. This is uh, the longest that I haven't played competitively in my life. And it's... Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's special. <laughs> yeah.
1: For anybody wondering, that was Mike Ricci. <laughs> um, uh But yeah, it was... Uh yeah, you know, I. It, it's kind of weird not being uh, able to play. Uh, and it's hard, you know, you want to try and play and uh, control the outcome of the game. But, you know, you can't, you know, you just kind of go to the games and cheer the guys on and, you know... Um, uh, try and give the young guys tips and
0: help them out. I'm spe- I, I sh- assume that it was driving you nuts, though, because like the amount of like one goal losses the team was having, or like where it'd be a one goal game and then an empty net, You're probably like, I could have contributed. Like I could have scored a goal. I could have had an assist. I could have helped on offense. Like I'm sh- like I can just imagine the frustrations while you're going through that rehab process and you're taken away from something that I mean it's the game you love. It's what you're doing for your entire life.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know it, it definitely is. hard and you you see the team like you know was kind of struggling uh, to score for that little bit but you know it's just one of those things where it's hard to come back but you really try and control uh, you want to control what you can control I think that um, you know we had a lot of injuries uh, guys out because of COVID yeah and it's just been a kind of hectic year in that sense but yeah, it, it it's uh it's tough not being able to play. You you want to try and help the team out as much as you can and you know also being like in that kind of lock, locker atmo- locker room atmosphere, make sure that uh you know you're kind of in you're, you're getting the scoop on everything mm-hmm. like um yeah, it was uh it was definitely different uh, being outside of
0: it all. Yeah, I'm sure just the the change in day-to-day where it's always you're going out with the guys, you're playing in games, you're traveling whereas like you were you were at home, you were rehabbing, working with trainers. I mean, I'm sure your whole mindset had to change to be like all right I got to take care of all this, what I'm sure is super monotonous stuff, like you're doing the, you know, first with like a TheraBands, probably like getting up to like a two pound weight and then like working on stuff from there. Like, I just imagine like that was just probably just driving you nuts.
1: Yeah. I mean, my hours were so different from the guys, like, uh, (laughs) you know, I'd have to, you know, go to PT, then I'd have to come to the rink. And by the time I came to the rink, all the guys left and nobody was here. So it was, it kind of got lonely at times too. Um but you really miss just hanging out with the guys and just, you know, playing cards on the plane, Mm -hmm. uh, practicing, like, you know, uh, all the personalities that we have in the locker room. It's a fun locker room to be a part of. And, uh, yeah, to kind of be on your own page and, you know, have to focus on your shoulder. You kind of felt a little bit left out, but it's uh, kind of to be expected. But at the same time, uh, you know, uh, you can control what you can only control. And, uh, You know, towards the end of it, you know, I started coming uh, in the locker room more and more, skating with the players, and I thought I was going to be ready to come back, but I didn't. But it was just still nice to be part of that locker room
0: atmosphere. Did you have to readjust to Mario's loudness?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think he got louder as the season went on. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, Mario's such a great guy. He uh, just brightens up the room and, you know, puts a smile on everybody's face, uh, you know. so And and he's such a hard worker, too. So he's a lot of fun... uh, a lot of fun to be around and he's a good character you got to have on the team
0: yeah did you have to sleep in the recliner at the start or did you or did... yeah
1: at the start I couldn't even sleep on the bed I had to sleep yeah. on a sofa I was in a in a cast uh, for like a week or two yeah uh, couldn't move my shoulder and then you know had to take it out you know start doing the recovery process but yeah, yeah it, it was that was the worst i think uh just sleeping on the sofa
0: yes not, not a comfortable no sleeping position. no
1: it isn't and you're just you know I couldn't even lay down. I had to yeah. sleep on a recliner. So
0: yeah, it's brutal. it's brutal, man. So how how has your summer been? Like, I obviously we're recording this in San Jose today. Like, have you gone back home? Have you been here the entire time? Like what, what have you been up to?
1: Yeah. So right as of right now, I mean, I, uh, I actually went my, on my honeymoon to Italy. So oh, nice. So yeah, I, I went there for a couple of weeks and then came back, started training again and getting right back into it. And, uh, yeah, I feel good. I feel strong and you know, I I can't wait for more of the guys to start coming out and start skating. It's uh, you know, that's you know, you just
0: love playing hockey, so you you, you just want to be around it. So like now that you're back in that process, like obviously we're near a rink right now. Are you planning on skating today? Is that like part of the day-to-day?
1: Yeah, so we skate a couple times a week and uh, you know, just train, work out and uh, start gaining that physical strength. I think uh towards the end of the season that's when uh, things started to shift in a good way for me mm-hmm. I, I could start like benching more I could start lifting heavier and uh, it's a great sign I didn't have any uh, in like, sh- strain in my shoulder so it was uh, really good and you know from then on
0: I, I i feel like i've just gotten stronger and better that's good that's good man because I, I mean i just like the, the other thing about this is like you can get strong you can get your bench and your dead and your squat and do all that fun stuff up but like i imagine like the real like the last mental hurdle to clear is go out there and play contact and like mm-hmm. take a hit and absorb like do you have that hang up for it are you kind of excited to like take a hit and know that you'll be all right i'm excited to get back <laughs> into it
1: i'm excited to be back uh part of that physicality and you know getting bumped uh grinding a little bit it's uh it's fun it's hockey and uh, that's what makes it exciting um I don't have any worries I I did everything that I could to Mm -hmm. you know strengthen it and make it stronger and it feels good it feels uh feels uh like I'm ready to be part of uh good team next
0: year did you start watching the game differently when you were removed from it for so long do you feel like you're smarter now because you had the majority of a season to just kind of look at the film and look at the game to game and as opposed to being in the midst of it for every single game at the NHL level
1: yeah you know I think that towards the uh, (laughs) we we actually started changing our structure of the game a little bit we did a we started doing uh a little bit more of a defensive forecheck, but I think, uh, you definitely are watching the game a lot closer than, uh, than when you're playing. I mean, when you're playing, you're just kind of dialed in and Mm -hmm. you don't necessarily get a big, good, big picture of, uh, the way things are. But yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you definitely learn a a lot more when you're watching the game and you're looking and learning the system, the structures, and you kind of see like what works, what doesn't, how you can create offense, uh, like defensive mistakes and you know it's it, it's a never ending process i mean you you're constantly learning and constantly trying to make yourself better and you know even watching the stanley cup playoffs you're trying to see what you know what's working for the other teams how can other players uh you know How can uh, i incorporate other players games into my own Mm -hmm. and uh make myself a better player so yeah in that sense i definitely felt like i uh, i learned a lot and you know you learn a lot more as well
0: in terms of Mm -hmm. watching like the stanley cup playoffs right now like i know that bob had alluded before to, to tampa's system and what they do um in the neutral zone and like things like that do you like do you watch it like are you able to separate yourself from like the mindset of a player when you're watching these games now do you watch like what they're doing specifically on the breakout do you look at their formations or are you more looking at the individual players
1: um i i try and uh, do a little bit of both i mean uh i got rewind on my tv so that's nice (laughs) (laughs) so uh i can uh yeah i try and look at every uh you know play in detail you know if uh I try and see if the puck was kind of bouncing a little bit mm-hmm. before our player's uh, it hit a player's stick. But, yeah, also the, you know, forecheck, the defensive zone plays, like uh, what they do on the power play, what they do on the pen- penalty kill. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, every team has a different type of structure. And, you know, sometimes some guys are bringing it some nights, some guys aren't, you know, and you, you can see that. But um, I think that most of them – you know they 're just defensively sound, and they're uh, especially now you know guys are always on it yeah in the Stanley Cup finals, so it's a lot of fun to watch but yeah you you can definitely separate yourself from from the game, I think, and try and be a little bit more uh- uh, crit- uh critical and uh
0: what type of systems guys are playing. I would imagine for you, you come to the end of a season up to this point in your career, and you've always been able to look back at, you know, a, a large chunk of games and evaluate your game and look at what you want to do in the offseason. You didn't get that this year. Like, was it hard for you to, uh, like, look at things? Like, I like you were talking about taking things from other guys' games. Like, you got the Levechkin uh, <laughs> nickname early in the year because you had some shots from outside the circle that found the back of the net. But, like, I would imagine you're probably, like, well, you know, I only had 20 games. Like I, only, I didn't have the normal, you know, full season to look at like what I was good at, what I needed to improve, where I was happy, where I wasn't happy type situation. Yeah, you
1: know, it, it was, uh, it was a really weird year. And, you know, I, you know, I got hit with COVID. I was yeah. out for, uh, seven games there. And then, you know, I had the shoulder injury out for the rest of the year and it's just, yeah, it's, uh, definitely an orth- unorthodox season for me, but, Uh, I think you kind of just start looking back at uh, your previous years and start trying to see what you can do better and what you can improve on and I think uh, you know all aspects just kind of like skating trying Mm -hmm. to you know make the mechanics of your stride a lot better and you know uh, improve in that sense and then also uh, shot your shot always you know even if it's good it could always get better but um, yeah I think that you have to constantly have that mindset where you want to get better every single day. And, uh, obviously like for our team this year, it wasn't enough. We, we didn't make playoffs. So I think the biggest thing for myself and for, you know, all the guys on the team is like, have a good off season, make sure that you're putting in the time and work in the gym and, uh, on the ice and make sure that we come ready to play for uh training camp because that's, uh, you know, we got to come out with piss and vinegar and uh, make sure that you know right from the get-go we're we're competing for a playoff spot because that's where we want to be at the end of the year we want to be one of those last teams playing in the Stanley Cup
0: finals yeah I mean you've been there man like you were you were part of one of the biggest sequences in franchise history like I'm sure there's probably a part of you that's watching these games just going like that should be us that should be you know me and my teammates out there
1: yeah I mean like yeah, you you want to be out there so bad, you know, and you know that's the pinnacle of hockey, you know, is the yeah. Stanley Cup Finals, and you, you know that to get there, it's a grind. You know, you got to play 82 games, then you got to go to uh, go through three different teams to make it to the final round. You know, it's it's not easy, but it's it's something that you strive for it's something that you work hard for and you know it it is hard watching the stanley cup finals because you want to be there so bad but you know um, it's a good pain to have and it's a good pain to take with you when you're going to the gym when you're working out when you're you know skating when you're working hard you know and it's um you know you remember that and you know hopefully you know it's It's going to click uh, during training camp, and everyone's uh, going to be on the same page because we got a good team. we got a lot of good players and a lot of good skill, and everybody wants to win. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this has been a winning organization for a long time, and I think that, you know, uh, we've kind of strayed away from that past uh, couple of years, past couple of seasons, and, you know, everybody's got that hunger to be back in the playoff hunt, be back in the hunt for – winning games in the Stanley Cup playoffs you know and we know how to we we got the group for it it's just a matter of uh you know having a good 82 game season and
0: then uh bringing it maybe the most important question is you went to Italy so are you ready to step to the table and talk wine with Burns or oh jeez. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh well, I've been uh, to Napa, too, and uh, I don't know. That's uh, that's wine country there for me. But, yeah, I was, uh, Italy was incredible. I mean, uh, just being able to see the history, the food, the culture, the art, yeah. it's just like something something out of a movie, you know, and uh, it was really, uh, really cool to see. Um, and uh, I actually went to uh soccer game as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was... Uh, Europa Conference semifinal game it was Roma versus Leicester City and it was just incredible yeah. like uh the atmosphere and you know those uh those fans over there they they have so much passion for the sport and it's uh it was so much fun to and be able to watch them, so I consider myself a Roma fan now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Well, man, appreciate your time. Uh, I know everybody's super excited for you to get back out there on the ice and rep the Sharks again. I know you're probably just chomping at the bit to get back out there. I won't get in your way. I know you got work to do, man, but I appreciate your time, and I'll be bugging you for an interview soon, all right? Absolutely. Thank you. Kevin LeBanc, everyone. And I will again add that he seemed fired up and in really good shape. So I'm definitely excited for what he can bring in the upcoming 2022-2023 season. Be sure to check out some of our other off-season check-ins as we have now spoken with Jacob Megna, Scott Reedy, Noah Gregor, William Eklund, Matt Nieto, Thomas Bordelow. And next week, we'll be joined by Lane Peterson. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. Face off, nice keeping by Eric Carlson, one-on-one against in there. Sharks on the power play for a minute and 11 seconds. Carlson exchanges. Now gives it back. Oh. LeBank shoots and scores! Kevin LeBanc rips that shot! A nice little exchange with Eric Carlson, and Kevin LeBanc is straight to the bank with that one-time shot at the top of the left circle. It is 5-0. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app. Presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.